Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. There are two stories here. One is an actual story of voter fraud. The other is how it's being buried in multiple ways. Hello. Welcome back to the second hour of Wiggins America. A whole bunch coming up this hour. We're going to talk about the Christian vote and how Trump is, well, I don't know. Would you say pandering to it or cultivating it? It's probably a matter of perspective. Old Roy will be in in just a few minutes to talk about that. And then at the end of the show, I want to talk about the Ohio special elections because to me, elections are the most are the best barometer for elections. Polls and all that stuff, they don't compare to actual elections. So we'll talk about that. I want to leave a lot of time for those things. But the story here is the Gateway Pundit reports this, and I'm glad that they are doing investigative work because it's just so hard to do this stuff, it takes so long and you get roadblocked by so many people when you try to look into anything. I mean, I've done research on COVID stuff before myself, actually. And it, it is hard to find real data because the real stuff you're looking for the, to tell the real story really gets buried and it's done through tech. That's what has happened here to this story. It's like the story of the story is that I uh, I noted this earlier in the week and I said, oh, I want to come back and talk about this this weekend and then I went back to do it. And here's how I usually do this. I, I will write down the headline of the story, and then I'll go back and type that headline in, and multiple spots will pull it up. And usually it only takes one to a few words, depending on if it's a, you know, it's a good keyword or not. Well, these are very, very good keywords. The first few letters, first, first few letters, first few words are guns, burner phones, and fake registrations. Now, if you type that in, this headline should come up. 
So I just started with guns, burner phones. Nothing. Brought up a bunch of random stories. Okay, guns, burner phones, and fake registrations. That's a very, very specific phrase in a headline. Nothing. It actually said, we searched the entire internet and could not find what you were looking for. Could we suggest these other things? This story was just written on August 9th, as in a few days ago. It's a brand new news story. The algorithm is supposed to grab these things. They're actively burying this story in particular. And I can tell you because I search articles all the time exactly like that, and it wouldn't pull this up. I had to go find it on my own, like direct from the website. Guns, burner phones, and fake registrations, the buried Michigan voter fraud scandal. GBI Strategies Director Gary Bell had 70 organizations operating in 20 states in 2020 tied to Joe Biden campaigns from Gateway Pundit. I'll just read it as it is and just try to give you the relevant information here. Not go too long because I said we got a busy hour. But it says, the investigation had been buried by politicians, government investigators and the press so there's two levels of burying here the news story like i just said is completely buried and there's the agencies burying it on october 8 2020 only one month before the 2020 general election muskegon michigan city clerk ann meish noticed a black female whose name was later redacted from the police report and that's what's so interesting about this this is taking it from a, re- a police report dropping off between 8,000 and 10,000 completed voter registration applications at the city clerk's office. Clerk Meisch immediately noticed that the stacks of registrations included the same handwriting, non-existent addresses, and incorrect phone numbers. The Muskegon Police Department was contacted, they confirmed these things, and asked to investigate. On 10 2020, First Lieutenant Mike Anderson was contacted by Tom Fabus, Chief of Investigations for Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office. According to Michigan State Police report, Fabus asked for Michigan State Police assistance with a joint investigation of alleged voter fraud being conducted by the Muskegon Police Department and the Michigan AG. An investigative task force was formed because all these things were legit. They kept looking into them and like, oh, yeah, this is a big deal. An investigation was initiated. During their investigation, the state police discovered the women that they're talking about here worked for GBI Strategies. This was included in their police report, which you can see. The group had a temporary office, actually numerous offices in numerous Michigan locations. So it wasn't just this one, but this one is what they were looking into. The police also identified Gary Bell as the head of the organization. When the police inspected the GBI Strategies office near Muskegon, they found semi-automatic guns, silencers, suppressors, burner phones, a bag of prepaid cash cards, and incomplete registrations, voter registrations, in an office space that was styled as an eyeglasses store that had gone defunct. There were never any arrests in this case. The investigation was turned over to the FBI where it went to die, just like all the other Democrat voter fraud investigations. I'm going to pause. I just pause there because that's key to the whole thing. Anytime there's legitimate stuff, and it's it's tough to find because it's so buried. I mean, I just told you about me trying to find it. If I hadn't have seen it myself, noted it, and been able to go back and find it, it never would have been shown. I mean, this stuff is buried, buried. Not just by the news media, but by the FBI, because in this case, you're talking about a local police department looking into this. And the minute the AG gets involved, they turn it over to the FBI, and that's it. There's nothing else discovered at all. There are numerous offices like this, all of this in the police report that you can see for yourself. 
Uh, if you want to find the article, I can't even tell you where to go. I told you the name of the article at the beginning of it, so if you want to look that up, that's the best way to do it. It goes into much more detail, and it, I, I suggest if you want to look it up, you do it for yourself because there's so much to it. I can't really do it all here, but there it is for you anyway. Short break. Old Roy coming in, so stick around. This is Wiggins America. to the pristine peaks of Southern Florida, this is Wiggins America. Taking a dive cause you can't hold the slide floating down Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Is in studio. Welcome back, sir. Howdy ho. Instead of beating around the bush, let's get right to a big topic. Okay. Got an article pulled up here from Real Clear Politics that I've been wanting to talk with you about. It's about Trump. It's about him, a, a statement that he made that I think is a very good talker because everybody's going to have an opinion on it, and I want to know what yours is. He asked at a recent rally... How can Christians vote for Democrats? He said this. And the former president, evangelicals were engaged into him and evangelicals, which he's not putting himself in the category. That's what's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, we're engaged together in what he likened to be a righteous crusade against atheists, globalists, and the Marxists. In a 90-minute speech... Trump alleged that Democrats were not just trying to take away religious liberty, they were battling God Almighty himself. Quote, they're waging war, he said of the cosmic battle, and it's not a war they're going to win. And for my part, Trump promised, 
if return to the White House, restore our nation under God. But back to that main question there, which he asked, how can Christians vote for Democrats? I want to know what you think about that. It's interesting. That's not a new, a new thing. Um, it, but it's it's always been from the perspective of the the liberals and the progressives who are whether outspoken about it or or subtly or maybe unaware of their Marxist tendencies or their their affinity towards which is like government is God right essentially without <laughs> saying so that's the, right. the role it plays. So I think that's been the case for a long time, and there's there's, uh, you know, this is going on in the Catholic Church now about the the current the current Pope, and it, it it's always been a question for I think a lot of of Catholics and Christians in general of uh, uh, how can you how can you be Christian and at the same time support some of those. The, the Marxist ideology and and the and the <clears throat> government is the it it doesn't really if you look at it yeah you know um, critically it just doesn't doesn't make sense. So you're agreeing with Trump here? Yeah, but I think it's even more apropos now because they've gone so far. The left has gone with with the the trans stuff and the and the the Antifa and the BLM and the, everything that they've that they've been pushing is going even more going to be I don't know, controversial, but, but uh, de- demonic in a way. It, it's not even just hey, we you know we want you know the yeah. the the evil rich white guy. Uh, we're we're for the little guy. You know they're not. Even, it's not even that anymore. It's now we're going anti-Christian. Yeah, if you if you've decided that the cause you want to fight for is kids genital mutilation, I'm not saying that's every democrat, but I'm right. saying that if that is a cause you've decided to fight for, you've been deceived. Mm-hmm. You you have listened to doctrines of demons if you want to put it that way and are fighting the wrong fight. Um but it's always framed in a way that makes you feel good about it like you're accomplishing something. Um, and that's what it or does. That you care, or that yeah, yeah. like I'm so caring. Um, yeah, I I've I just I wanted to bring it up because it's a, it's a mantra that I use on the show a lot. That I say uh, always: politics is downstream from culture, culture is downstream from spirituality slash morality. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think Trump, um, even in 2015, 16, got this. And he used it politically. I'm not going to say that he was like super righteous in like his beliefs about these things, but he saw that Christians supported him because Christians wanted a fighter mm-hmm. who was going to get in there and defend the faith through policy, essentially. Not the faith, but was going to, through government, push back on things that were being eroded. And he did that. He, he recognized that, and he did it. And he followed through with it. I mean, he he pretty much said he, and did exactly what he said he was going to do. Um, a lot of other stuff about the way he treated Israel and the, mm-hmm. moving the embassy to Jerusalem. You know that stuff. It matter. It doesn't seem like maybe it matters much, but to somebody who is deeply rooted in the faith, it does matter. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think 
the the interesting part of flipping this question is kind of where I wanted to go with it, which is reverse it. How can Christians vote for Trump? Because you hear that question asked a lot from Democrats, a lot of times, honestly, religious Democrats, that they look at Trump and go, but this guy is nothing like what you would want a Christian president to be like. And I think there's some validity to that. But how do you answer that question? How can Christians vote for Trump or support Trump? That's a lot easier for me. I think I think there are there are some who probably would want a Christian president. But I think a lot of people understand that that that's a hard sell because there's so much about being the leader of the free world and the most powerful country on earth that it doesn't allow you to I mean people talk about Jimmy Carter was a good man um but a horrible president and it it to me it's you need somebody who will respect and protect Christians and faith and the first amendment and all of those things and general societal morality but it's not a requirement that they be the epitome of that i think it's you you can't be both a good strong political leader and you know a perfect human yeah so um and i the nature of of christianity is that we know we are not perfect humans and there's trump doesn't go out and flaunt his mistakes and say you know i'm i can do whatever i want he might have in his younger life or in his personally he might think that who knows but that's not that's not the role of christians really to to say you have to be this as long as you're working at it and you're you know you're you are I don't know. To me, it, 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 I don't think there's a lot of people who hold leaders accountable personally as long as they're, they're doing the right thing. Um, and as long as they're not like, like, like a Clinton or a, even a JFK where they're, it's just, they don't care. They're, they're going to live this horrible life and be selfish people personally, try to gain what they can um there's there's an expectation that people are flawed and sinful and there's sort of we most people should understand that in that role you have to be a bit of a sociopath (laughs) you you have to be able to make tough decisions that can't just be solely based on your faith yeah i think this is a tricky question and people have been asking it since 2015 16 and it's it's weird because it's both a tricky question and I think deserves a nuanced approach. And it's also a very easy answer to me. Yeah. Um, because, yes, that that guy is not what I would want my kids to walk out their faith looking like. Right. You know, um, he's lived a, a basically, whoops, just a playboy lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and the weird thing is, <clears throat> we all know it. I mean, you mentioned the Clintons. You mentioned other politicians. It seems as if other politicians and public figures 
live these dual lives where they have this public persona and then they have this private persona right. that's very different. And hopefully they're the same, but you don't really know. Right. With Trump, it's like, you know everything <laughs> that's yeah. happened to this guy. At least that, I mean, I'm sure there's other things that we don't all know, of course. But it's like his indiscretions have been made very public. And it's it's almost like it's almost comical how big his mistakes have been in the public eye. Yeah. Which is weird, but it, I, I do think that that's true. And I think there's something to that. I think that he, like if, if God is calling that man to be a leader, then he's also like, and you're going to be exposed for what you are at the mm-hmm. same time. We're going to make you, we're going to, we're going to come clean with everything. And so it's like, without him even having a choice, here it all, it is all laid on the table. And he already is kind of an open book in a way mm-hmm. too. But all, all of that is just to say that I don't really try to defend him personally. Yeah. And I don't know anybody that really does. I think when you defend Trump in the faith, you're purely doing it from a leadership and policy standpoint. And that's it. And there is a very clear dividing line between those things that you say, I like the what he does. I don't necessarily like what he personally does. And people yeah. sometimes will say, well, policy is great. Don't, no mean tweets. And it's kind of the saying the same thing. Right. That I don't necessarily love the way he acts or behaves. I don't really support a lot of the way he's lived his life. I wouldn't do that as a Christian. But as a president... I like that he's just balls to the wall, mm-hmm. like not afraid of really doing anything. It completely changed the political dynamic for Republicans that now anybody running for office on the Republican side has got to have nuts of steel or they're just not going to win the nomination. Yeah. And past Trump, that's what it's going to look like is somebody who's going to get in there and fight for those policies and positions. And in a sense, culturally fight those battles from this big bully pulpit. And that's what a lot of Christians, I would say the majority of, I hate the word evangelical Christians, because nobody uses that word in actual Christianity. Mm -hmm. Nobody at my church or any church I've ever been to says, I'm an evangelical Christian. (laughs) That is a political word that people apply to certain groups of Christians. Um, But Bible-believing Christians and people who believe that the core tenets of the faith are the most important things in life say... we want somebody in office who's going to support those tenants, who's going to look like me in policy. And I think that's a very easy, clear answer. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think um, the other aspect is, like you said, Trump is what you see is what you get, whereas other leaders and presidents in the past who have done despicable things, they lie about it. They deny it. They cover it up. And there's, there's this selfish... Motive. Now, Trump is conceited. He is conceited, and he has lied about those things. Yeah. But he, there, but he always has proven to be, it's all just out there. Right. Like, regardless of what he says, you know what he's done. But, but he doesn't need anything from anybody. Right. <clears throat> Whereas everybody else, it seems like, in politics on both sides, what's in it for me? What can I get out of this? How does this make <clears throat> me look? Even though Trump has this this you know kind of bravado, at the end of the day, he doesn't care what people think about him. He doesn't need other people's money. He doesn't need other people's uh, you know 
adulations or anything like that. Like people typically in politics are just they just thrive on that. Yeah, and again, we'll end on this just because we got to cut this segment at some point. But it's it's such a duality with him because at the same time that you're right, he doesn't really need any of those things. He also it seems like at times that's all he wants. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. all he wants is your attention and adulation. And at the other t- at other end, you're like, you know what? He doesn't really need any of those things. <clears throat> and because of that, he's able to do whatever he wants. But he won't sell his soul to get it. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, so, it's so hard to pin down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good discussion. We'll take a quick break. Oldroy, thanks for being here. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Elections are the best predictor of elections, and I'm going to break that down in just a minute here, minute and a half. Another commercial break here. Stick around for the full breakdown of what's going to happen in 2024 in just a second. I wanted to save this topic for the very last one of the show today because I think it's the very most important. And I, not always, but most of the time, I'll put what I think is the most important. You know what? That's not even true. Sometimes I'll be just be talking about some stupid nonsense in this segment. Today, I'm not. Uh, today, I want to bring the most important topic of the week to this segment and go all in on it because I think it's very, very important. We talk about elections. We talk about the direction of the country. Ultimately, we're talking about power. We're talking about who's in power, who's wielding it, and for what purpose. How are they doing with it? Most of the time, we take a whole lot of shots at the people who are wielding the most of that power here on this show and in on the station in conservative land in general. Um, we could talk all day about Things like, what's the 2024 election going to hold for Ron DeSantis? Is Trump going to be on the debate stage? 
that kind of stuff. We can look at polling. I think that is important, um, not because it's that accurate, but because it gives you an idea. But what's the best thing we can look at as far as determining what an election is going to hold, which is ultimately about power? Well, the best barometer for an election is an election. Not the one that you're going to see in 2024, but elections leading up to it. The midterms, for instance. We've gone over those quite a bit. Those were big. But we just had one this week that was mostly overlooked. Now, if you were in the Demron media, there might have been a little bit of focus on it just because they were cheering for it. But even they didn't focus on it a whole lot because it was such a a local election. This was an Ohio election, if you don't know what I'm talking about. This This is very, very important, and I'm not hearing many people talk about what's going on in these special elections especially, but it also includes the midterms. Look, again, what's the most important thing to determining what an election is going to look like? It's elections, because those are real results. Those aren't polling. Those aren't predictions. That's really what happened. As far as we know, uh, I've talked about in this show some, some shenanigans, even more that are coming up. And if you want to hear all that, rewind on the Odyssey app or get the podcast. But for this segment, I want to focus on the election that just happened in Ohio. Now, there were some shenanigans, too. People are crying foul that there was some some Maricopa stuff going on where people show up to vote and there's all kinds of problems. Well, that hurts Republican turnout because Republicans typically now show up day of much more than mail-in. we got to change that. Uh, We have to embrace the rules as they are. Even if you don't like mail-in, getting it in early is not a bad thing, no matter where you live. But this election says a lot, because if you don't know what it was, it was an election about the Constitution of Ohio, but it was a proxy on abortion. And both parties admitted that. So what's going on is, and this is happening in Missouri too, that it's too easy to change the Constitution. So you have all kinds of outside money coming in and saying, we're going to support a certain cause, and we're going to spend millions and millions of dollars to support that cause, usually for business, because it benefits a certain business. In this case in Ohio, it's abortion. So the abortion advocates and big abortion, you could say, moved moved in and spent a whole lot of outside money to try to stop Ohio, which is run by Republicans mostly now, especially legislature, from changing the Constitution to be a 60% threshold for changing the Ohio Constitution. Because once you enshrine something in the Constitution, it is very, very difficult to change it. So you could pass a law, and this is what typically in the past people have done. You go, oh, I want to pass a ballot initiative. I want to make health care more available because of federal government money in Missouri or whatever. So they just pass an initiative and they let people vote on it. If 51% of the people vote yes, then it's yes. Well, to enshrine something in a state constitution is a big deal. And you don't want to haphazardly do that with every single movement that comes along, but that is exactly what's just happened in Missouri with marijuana. Not only was it decriminalized, it was legalized And you could have just done that through a normal ballot initiative and it would have passed, but they put it in the Missouri Constitution. Why? Because the bar for adding amendments and changing the Missouri Constitution is too low. It's a simple majority. Now, you can pass laws all you want. I I love the idea that you can pass a law, and if you get a simple majority, that's fine. But 
don't don't change your constitution. The constitution is supposed to be a little bit more sacrosanct than that. Well, that's what they're dealing with in Ohio. And, and this is stupid. I mean, it's just big money comes in and goes, not only do we want to pass the legalization of marijuana in your state, we want to make it part of the constitution so you can never take it away. It's for their bottom line. It's outside money doing this. So that's what's happening in Ohio with abortion. Republicans saw it coming for November of 2024 and said, we need to make sure there's a higher bar to change our constitution. So a whole bunch of outside money came in and said, well, not only are we going to spend a whole bunch of money in 2024 trying to get abortion into your state constitution, but we're going to fight you being able to change the bar to get something into your constitution. And guess what? They made it about abortion. So most people voting on this, now some probably were voting on just the idea that they want to keep a simple majority for changing the Constitution. I disagree with that. I would disagree with that even in a blue state. I just think it's more important to keep your Constitution a little bit higher bar than just normal like political winds that are blowing. Okay, and so it lost badly. So the Republicans tried to change the bar by which you change the Constitution, and the voters rejected it resoundly mostly because of a lot of money. Now, this is a state that's leaning right, but it's not there yet. I mean, you know Ohio. It's been a swing state for a long, long time, but it's getting less swingier. But with things like this, it's not just Ohio. It's Kansas. It's other states, too, that have said no, that uh, that voters have voted to keep abortion. And in this case, it's not actually keeping abortion. That will come in 2024. But it was a proxy vote on abortion that will come later. And it failed for Republicans. So what does all this mean? This is why I wanted to save this for the end of the show, because I think it's very important, is if we're looking at winning elections, we're looking at the balance of power in the country. This is very important. How do you win elections? Well, it's different in every cycle. And right now, you are going to see Democrats basically only campaigning on abortion from now through 2024. The reason for that is that they don't have anything else to campaign for, especially if it's Joe Biden. It might not be, but if it is, I I think it will be, then you're going to see abortion, 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 abortion everywhere. It will be in your face because of Illinois. It will be in your face because of Missouri. Both states still figuring out exactly what they're going to do with abortion. But Illinois, it's it's a little bit settled, and it's it's basically right up until birth. Missouri, there's still some quagmire happening that you're going to see the fight continue. But we're not swing states. Missouri and Illinois aren't really swing states. So this is going to be much more of a national conversation that we're going to be participating in than it will be at the state level. It's still happening, but it's more of a national conversation about the federal elections coming in 2024. Which is why it's so important. This all has to do with who's going to be the next president of the United States. Donald Trump has wisely said that he will not be enacting any federal legislation on abortion. Do you know the reason for that? One is because I don't think he cares that much about it. I mean, for being an advocate for religious rights and so many conservative principles that were so beyond what we thought he was going to be. He he doesn't really seem to care about this. He he likes that he has the support of, of, as he calls them, evangelicals. I don't use that word. But the political world uses evangelicals. He likes the support, obviously. We talked about it with old Roy. We talked about the Christian vote. 
But he ultimately doesn't seem that passionate about this. He touts the fact that he had those Supreme Court justices, and that's about it. But he is wisely not leaning into this issue going into 2024. It is, I hate to say this, but it is a losing issue for Republicans right now. And you want to know why? Not, not that we should abandon our principles. Look, life begins at conception. I'm not moving from that. The big question is, when does life begin? It begins at conception, in my very humble and correct opinion. But as far as politics go, right now, this is a losing issue for Republicans. So you got to get creative. And I think one way, I'm just going to throw this a little bit of sidebar here, but I think one way Republicans should get creative about this is not to back down from the issue, but instead of trying to pass abortion regulations in their state, how about this? How about you put a, peti- uh, a petition, a amendment or a proposition is the word I'm looking for. How about you put a proposition on there that says, Missouri, for instance, will acknowledge that birth begins at fill in the blank, heartbeat at conception, at whatever level you want to put it at. It won't have any bearing on legal or illegal abortion, but it will set a precedent for those things. And you're forcing people to vote on an issue, if you make that a proposition, that is really at the center of the whole thing. Because then people have to decide, oh, when do I believe life begins? That's the question you have to ask them. When does life begin? Is it at birth? Is it at heartbeat? Is it at conception? Is it some other time? Is it sometime during the second trimester? I mean, there's no scientific answer for this other than conception because that's when you actually have the melding of DNA. But beyond that, you don't really have, you could make arguments. So let's say Missouri puts it on the ballot that says, Missouri as a state will acknowledge from now on that birth begins at the sign of a heartbeat. Or whatever, whatever it is. That to me is a way in that you you could base laws out of that, but you're making people answer the central question. And especially in red states, that's a great place to start because you're not actually passing laws on abortion. You're acknowledging when life begins. So that's my diversion. Let me get back to the politics of this, though, even though that is pol- that is very much politics. The politics of where this goes in 2024 are very important because with Donald Trump saying he will not necessarily push and really will not focus on abortion as a federal issue at all, he's saying, I already did that. I passed, I I got Supreme Court justices in who struck down Roe versus Wade and now it's a state's issue. My job here is done. The reason that Republicans are losing on this issue. And this is the whole point. The reason Republicans are losing on the abortion issue right now is not because we have crazy far-right extremist views on the gestation period or on the beginning of life. We actually, when you ask questions directly, like I was just saying, you're actually in the mainstream because people do want restrictions on abortion when they start to answer the question, when does life begin? The reason that we're losing on this right now is because it's big social change suddenly. And that you can take to the bank every single time. You want an example? Gay marriage. You can, there's, there's many, but this is a great one because it's very recent. 2005, I believe it was, 
California put it on the pro- put a proposition out there legalizing gay marriage. It failed. California said we don't want gay marriage here. Why is that? Oh, Ryan, it's because it's a conservative state. Yeah, okay. It's California. California is as liberal as it gets. And yet, what, 15, less than 20 years ago, they rejected gay marriage, the legality of it? Why? Because it's big, sudden social change. It's psychology. It's spiritual. It's what I always say. Politics is downstream from culture. Culture is downstream from spirituality and morality. Ultimately, the way we vote is based on our morality and spirituality, which affects culture, which affects political. And you can see it play out over and over and over again. We, oh, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah, it is. People are affected by the economy, but ultimately what they vote for is their morals. And when big, big change moral change, big social change is about to happen. People recoil. They don't know what to do with it. They're afraid of it. That's what always happens. And you know how the left gets around that? By pushing social change? They use the courts. That's how they did it with gay marriage. Voters rejected it in California, of all places. And then the court stepped in and said, no, we have found this to be a human right. We know that you are voting against this. We know that you have said no to this, but we're wiser than you concerning things of the Constitution, so we're going to step in and change that. Oh, and by the way, they're framing all of these things as saving democracy, even though they're overcoming the will of the voters. This is how they passed abortion originally was through the courts. Roe versus Wade. It wasn't done legally, or it wasn't done through the legislative process. It was done through the courts, which is why the courts overturned it. Surprise, surprise, the left uses the courts to pass things because most of, not just America, people, they get afraid with big social change. That's what's happening now. It happened with, you want more examples? It happened with Obamacare. People went, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is like social change. It's happening too fast. And so Republicans capitalized on that and they tried to repeal and they campaigned on it for 10 years and did almost nothing. But voters liked it. There was an issue that voters liked that Obama change, Obamacare was too much change, too much, too fast. This is that. So it's not really about the issue itself. It's not about abortion itself. It's about social change happening fast. People reject it. Even in places like red Kansas and turning red Ohio, because they're just afraid of change and Roe versus Wade being overturned, bam, was big change. So what do we do with that as we close the show out here? Long segment. What we do that with that going into 2024 is we don't back down from our morals on abortion, but we got to be politically savvy. You need somebody in there. I think Donald Trump is doing this very, very well. You need somebody in there running for president who does not make this an issue, who says it's not a federal issue. Ron DeSantis has said he will make it a federal issue. Part of that is trying to win the primary, trying to get the base. Donald Trump has said the opposite. I think that's one of the reasons that he will have a chance at winning is because they're going to throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at him. They already are. I mean, they're doing it right now. They're going to talk about abortion incessantly for the next 15 months or whatever it is. But it's not going to stick to him. 
because it never really has. It would stick to a more social conservative, but it just won't to him. And it's one of the reasons I think he has a chance, and it's one of the reasons you almost have to embrace saying we're not going to do anything at the federal level because we know that this is a state's battle now. All right, thanks for listening. If you want to share this with anybody, get the podcast. Uh, You can tell people about Wiggins America. You can contact me and tell me you think I'm stupid and wrong, like many people do every week. Hey, I am okay with that. I can take that, and I'll actually debate with you. Like I have, actually, I meant to bring that up in this show. I'll wait till next week. Had a debate with somebody on Facebook over something I was talking about last weekend. Thanks for that. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 